It's only a handful of people that you'll ever meet that have been to the Olympics. My mum said, you've got six months to find a job. How did you deal with that? How do you deal with that pressure? Is it a pressure? Michelle Griffith Robinson, Olympian, life coach, personal trainer, charity ambassador. She was the first woman to jump over 14 metres in the Commonwealth Games represented Great Britain for two decades as a triple jumper and completed at the Olympics. Michelle is an absolute powerhouse with incredible wisdom. Thank you for joining thank me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you guys. No thank problem, you. thank you. So can we start with your sporting career and kind of where all that began and sort of the journey there, if that's possible? So um, 12 years old, Sunday morning, my mum was going to a keep fit class and it was um, a keep fit class. And I remember it being interrupting the keep fit class and it was to rock your boat, baby. Oh, wow. So um, many years ago, and the song is still etched firmly into my mind now. And um, my mum said to me, you're going to have to come down the, down the, the sports centre with me because your brothers are going to, don't want to look after you. I've got I can one of four, three older brothers and myself, the youngest. Yes, guys, I know you feel sorry for me. <laughs> Um, yes. But that's built me resilience, having those brothers. Yeah, and I think it's great having it, brothers. Oh, I think they amazing. give you kind of a, like a bit mind. of a reality check as a woman. I, I know a lot of women who have brothers as, you know, and, and it's sort of slightly different. Yeah, it, they, they're great. It, it, it brings balance. Mm. And um, there's definitely a place for brothers in this world. Yes, and she fun. Says, <laughs> she says now she's older. Um, and went down the track and my mum still says today it's the best pound she's ever invested in me. Wow, that's amazing. And um, that's where I realised that I could do sport and I was I was not your average, I was above average, I was excellent. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we downplay, you know, our strengths. Absolutely. I was excellent. I shone really brightly at that track in Wembley. And the track for me, track memories for me were, you know, such a diverse set of people, you know, different economical backgrounds, mm. different races. But the one thing we had in common was sport. Going there to have a nice time, it's very social. Yeah. also training really well and in, and actually in the end that's where I found my real strengths and abilities and that was the start of my Olympic journey. I guess that's like a family as well almost isn't it to have that you know that sport that those, that sporting family around you it's like a secondary family. Absolutely you know and that's where you build your your biggest foundation and recently I went to unfortunately I went to a funeral of my my one of my closest friends and she was only 52 and she died from bowel cancer. And we went there and it's the first time I've seen people in 35 years wow. at this funeral. And that's your foundation, mm. you know, and that's what makes you who you are today. Um, so sport has afforded me so much in a myriad of ways. It's, it's almost that support that everyone needs. It, it's just having people around you to- People to around come. you. Yeah. So just saying, obviously at 12, you found yeah. that out. Had you not noticed that in any way then through sort of sports days or anything as well? Yeah, I think sports days, I, kick, I would kick the boys' ass. I would yeah, yeah. Ass. Yeah, I would kick their ass. I was better <laughs> really? than the boys. I was better than the that boys. That is amazing. There's one boy at my school called Ricky that he used to beat me. And then yeah. um, in one of the sports days, I whooped him at the 200 metres. And the whole school was like, I can't believe you let Michelle beat you. I can't believe <laughs> It's a bit of bravado. That's taxi. brilliant. Um, so it did help that I went on to, um, to you know, elite sport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did realise that I was good. I came from a very sporty family. My youngest brother, Sean, was a professional goalkeeper for Watford. Yeah. My both mother brothers were very athletic and um, karate as well. 
So my mum always encouraged us to do sport. I think she felt that having boys as well, you know, ex expend their energy, you know, get them yeah. out doing stuff. And it's very different to now is, of course, you do have the social media and the gadgets and everything else. You, you know, you didn't have, you had four channels, babe. If you're lucky, yeah. I think it was three. I know, <laughs> I know, three, I was gonna say. <laughs> so um, we had, you know, you had to go out and find your own fun. Yeah. And so I came from a sporty background, used to play knockdown ginger with my brothers and they say to me, I said, can I play? So if you get us caught, you ain't coming with us again. So for those that can relate, you can really relate. And did, was there any competition between between you then and your brothers? Was there kind of a mild competition in any way? No, they looked after me. Did they? My brothers were like, yeah, my brother used to steal my toner. My youngest brother used to steal my toner. It's a toner <laughs> called 1006. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Yeah. But my best friend used to say to me, your brother's always saying to you, I haven't done anything, I haven't done anything. And he put water in the jar because it was a see-through jar. So... There was no competition. No, My no. brothers loved me. They still do love me. Yeah. Um, we, we, the most important question, were you faster than them? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I weren't as fast as my brothers. They really? Were really? No, I wasn't as fast wow. as them. But um, I'm better than them, naturally. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and that's that brings us on to sort of your sporting achievements. Because, yeah. wow, you're just incredible. Some of the achievements, you know, even just sort of the first woman in was it in the olympics uh, first woman in the commonwealth in the commonwealth it was yeah, yeah. So no woman. no i mean in terms of when oh wasn't it we, we first came in the yes. triple jump yes yeah so we were the first i'm going to call it cohort yeah of people to go to olympics the first um triple jump was in the 1996 olympics yeah in, in atlanta so i like to be the first and you were the first person first, to first, yeah. yeah the first woman to yeah, to go there from gb myself shia hansen Wow. Were the first people from GB to go to Olympic Games. It was an, the inaugural Olympic yeah. Games for triple jump. And how did that feel? Like, what, what can you what, tell me about that? That must have been an incredible moment. I think for me, when I look back to the Olympic Games, if we go back to the letter arriving through the door, yeah. And if you think there's only a handful of people that you'll ever meet that have been to the Olympics, let's yeah. be very honest. Yeah, here. true. And that letter coming through the door and saying, Michelle Griffith, you have been chosen to represent Great Britain and Northern Ireland at the 1996 Olympic Games. It's a goosebump moment. Yeah. And then when you walk into the Olympic Stadium on, on your event, and there's 90,000 people there. And just for a minute, if you just think, <laughs> you close your eyes and you think there's 90,000 people. Just here, never just mind here. who's watching. Forget the billions that yeah, are on TV yeah, yeah, and global yeah, yeah, CBS yeah. and all the other yeah. channels that's out there. It was a pinch me moment. And what? how did you deal with that? How do you deal with that? pressure is it is it a pressure do you feel a pressure in yeah, that moment you, you're gonna have an element of pressure you're gonna have an element of nervousness yeah um but it's adrenaline it's excitement and it's also you know what be proud you know you're standing yeah. there in your gb tracksuit walking into the olympic hot olympic stadium yeah because it was in atlanta it's boiling hot and i'm proud and i would say that's one of my proudest achievements yeah walking into the olympic stadium um not the proudest, but one of the proudest achievements for me. What um, what would be one of what was is the proudest achievement? Is it the fourteen meters? No, I'm going to say I retired in two thousand and six okay. at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, and my proudest achievement was finishing my last ever career jump in front of my mum, that's amazing. my stepfather, my little girl, and my husband. Wow, that's and amazing. that was powerful it was the first time in a in many years that my mum could afford to come over yeah um and see me and that just felt fitting that I retired on that day that's such a beautiful moment so that's probably really my proudest special 
And what was it like then going back to the sort of 40 meters and jumping? That is an incredible. It's a, it was, I actually jumped it in Sheffield in 1994 and when I jumped over 40 meters there and I, as I remember landing in the pit and I remember going, yes, <laughs> boom, I'm done. Yeah. And like, you could just see that, that excitement in me. Um, and yeah, I created history. That is incredible. I created history. People went on a sheer, went on and jumped over 50 meters, which I never had the chance to do, but. You know, it's do you think that that mindset, though, potentially that you gave, you, you, I'm sure that was a part of her yeah, journey. You know, yeah, the yeah, I'm definitely part of that journey to... that I was able to edge her on, egg her on, yeah, uh, make her dream bigger, jump bigger. Um, and I think that you know, even now, you know, one of our British athletes, just Naomi Metzger, just jumped over 14 meters and got a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games recently, and she sent me a message just to say thank you. Um, you've inspired me along the along wow. the way, and that's actually what you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. You want to see that there's your job in everything you do, whether it's in sport, in music, in academia. Mm. You want to be a trendsetter. You want to be the one that people can say, "Do you know what you helped me?" And it might be a minuscule help. Yeah. In life, you want to be that one that can say, "You know what? What you did, that little bit of advice, that little bit of you showing up or turning up, that yeah. helped me." So to receive that from Naomi, I thought was very, very sweet and gracious of her. And um, yeah, that's it's just incredible. So in terms of your mindset then to achieve that, do you have sort of any sort of when you were doing that? Did you have a mental preparation? What yeah. what was it? Was it more the physical or is it the mental or is it the combination two together? Combination. I think physical was more. There's more emphasis on physical back then. Yes, definitely more emphasis on physical back then because it was more the the, the mindset and psychology wasn't as big as it is now mm. um, around in sport. Um, but there were still elements of, of the psychological side of it, you know, being in the best frame of mind and visualization was huge back then. Yeah. So I used to visualize jumping over 1450. I could see myself hop, skip, jump, landing past the 1450 mark. So that, that was part of the visualization of it. Um, then there was elements of um, your sleep, how important sleep would affect you and, mm. and, and the people around you and positivity. and. So, you know, there was amalgamation and subtle things, not as obvious as people speak about them now, but 20 years ago, it was subtle things of, you know, make sure you're around people that dream big, think big, yeah. you know, Jonathan Edwards, Colin Jackson, your Linford Christie's. These are the people that I would look up to as, as a young girl. Yeah. Um, that were game changers. So that you would have those mentors. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd have them just, and they wouldn't even be called mentors. No. That was just called your social circle. Really, yeah. You know, yeah. I remember being at the Olympic Games with, with Linford Christie and Merle Notty, who was one of the best ever sprinters yeah. in the world, Jamaican sprinter, and them just cooking, you know, doing a, a West Indian cook-up in the village at one of their houses and inviting us all around. So just subconsciously, you're around the best in the world. Yeah. So you must, you must be going to do great. You must be picking, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and picking that up great. as well. Absolutely. And thinking about, and you're going to do great, of course. Absolutely, but... just, 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 from, just from being in their environment. Do you feel like they were different to, you know, how the people maybe at home had, had been and how they think about things? Did you see a noticeable difference in, in that kind of mentality maybe or the way they get through life, would you say? I would say that because of their foundation might be more difficult is why they went on to excel at the level they did. Right. They came from very humble beginnings, both Merlin mm. and Linford Christie came from humble beginnings and worked their backsides off yeah to get the accolades that they got in the end so i think that in itself allowed them to have the resilience mental toughness 
to go on to be some of the greatest ever athletes the world has ever seen. Yeah. And and do you think that's about a certain amount of sacrifice as well then? Yeah. Yeah. I, I use the word sacrifice loosely because I don't really see for any of us that it was, a, yes, we had to obviously sacrifice. So we couldn't go out clubbing, raving, drinking, mm. smoking, eating what we want. We had to be very strict within those parameters. But it's not a sacrifice, it's something you love. No, exactly, yeah. When you're passionate about when something. You see, when you want to be there, yeah. it's not a sacrifice. Mm. It's not. I think sometimes it seems, especially in today's sort of world, it seems people want to just get somewhere though yeah. very quickly. Absolutely. And overnight. And I think sometimes it's just understanding that actually... There's a lot of work that's gone in. And actually, yeah, it can be wonderful and amazing because you want it and you're willing to do it. But actually, you know, most of the time, these great achievements will take so much. They so do. Yeah. They take, they're not overnighters. And that's with, no. in everything in life. Again, we, you know, mm. I speak a lot through the sporting lens because that's the lens I came through. Yeah. But in everything in life, it is about that constant grind, keeping going when days are tough, when days are dark. When, you, when it's raining outside, when it's snowing, Christmas day, boxing day, and saying, you know what, your coach says you've got a session to do, but yeah. your family's waiting to have your Christmas lunch or your Christmas dinner, and you're saying, guys, I need you to understand, I need to put in my sessions. Yeah. And I remember my coach saying to me on, on one particular boxing day, he said, what are you up to today? I said, I've got Christmas dinner with um, my mum's my, my, my family are coming around for Christmas dinner. And he said, just to let you know, the Russian girl's out training. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, wow. I'm training too, just so I'm you like, know. <laughs> all right then, love, I'm going to tell my family where to... <laughs> you know, and actually he's right. Yeah, absolutely. He's right. Absolutely. The Russian girl was training mm. because her drive was bigger than just having turkey and, and roast yeah, potatoes yeah. and cranberry sauce. And that's the reality. In anything that is worth having, in everything we do, and people will be listening and, and agreeing, mm. it's tough. Absolutely. I, 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 I've seen it so many times. I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with these kind of stories yeah. of success and how people live their life. I Absolutely. find it fascinating, you know, how someone can be in similar circumstances, yet yeah. one person will do this with their life and one person does Absolutely. that. And it's really, Absolutely. there's little secrets in little there. Little secrets, there's little golden yeah. nuggets of, you know, we're both in, I had people that, that were probably more talented than me when mm. coming back to track and field. And some would really do really well, but it's what made me choose to carry on and what made that person choose to regress or not carry on. And not do it, yeah. And you hear, I hear it all the time. Oh, I was really good at school. I was like, oh, no, yeah. was bloody good at school. But what did, what, and what what did you do? Yeah. And, and the difference, there's a difference. There's a, and it's not a big difference. And it's about, I made that choice. Yeah. That I'm going to pursue this pathway and I'm going to do it to the very best of my ability at all costs. And not, do you, do you think that you're, the, that you're more of a person who would look, because I feel like a real positive energy from you generally. I think it's just, but is it, does it come down to even just your attitude, attitude. as well then? Absol that, that. Absolutely, you're so right. Attitude, mm. it is your attitude. It's your outlook mm. on life. It's knowing that actually, sometimes it's tough, Yeah. but it'll be worth it. But it is that mindset of, I, I don't, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not getting that. No, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And a, a quick thing that I want to share was, I remember when I got my funding stopped from, from UK Athletics and, and I dropped out of university and my mum said to me, you've got six months to find a job. And 
I applied to 10 places and everyone's like, do you really think you're going to get any sponsorship? I said, someone's going to have me. Yeah. And I said, but if I don't apply to these companies for sponsorship, how will I ever know? Exactly. <laughs> That's it. People will put up so many barriers, barriers. instead of saying, actually, because you'll never know. If you never try, how that is the sure way Absolutely. to fail. You, like, it's like, if you try, there's a what if, there's, there's a maybe. There's a, there's a potential, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if you don't, mm. there's a definitely no. Definitely. And so, I think like I've seen, I've seen a person who I've seen to think would be an incredible person to mention at this point would be your mum. I think, wow, I've heard you speak about your mum. Is it, can we talk about your mum a little uh, bit and kind of that influence in your life? My mum is my best friend, mm. my shero. And people ask me all the time, who inspired you growing up? And they expected me to say this athlete. Nah, it's no athlete. Watching my mum do two jobs, um, work through some hardships in her life, you know, mm. and I, you know, I don't want to speak badly about my father who's passed, but a difficult marriage with my dad. Yeah. Um, and still coming and still going and still conquering. And that's my biggest inspiration is my mama. And of the last three years, my mum's had it exceptionally tough. Mm. She had a full stomach removal. Goodness. And then she lost my stepdad to COVID and then she lost my dad as well. And yet she still wakes up with, draws the curtains and say, today's another day. Wow, what an incredible mindset that is to have and to go. have around you sort of growing a up. Absolutely. And I, I would say, mum, I'm don't, mum, I, I come home from a competition. Yeah. I say, she said, and she called me Miss Amanda. My name's Michelle Amanda. She said, Miss Amanda, how you get on to the strong Jamaican accent yeah. at times, wow. and yet the poshest accent at times. <laughs> yeah. And I say, um, oh, mum, it didn't go well today. I got beaten and I didn't. Mm. Don't worry about that. Tomorrow's another day. Let's go. Yes. And that's what I've grown up with. I love that. Not, I'll give up. And mm. and I'd be like, oh, mum, you know, I'm not sure if I can get that. What do you mean you're not sure? Have you tried? And it's I've had that growing up. Yeah. I'm so lucky mm. to have a mama that whose glass is spilling over with positive vibes all the time. My daughter's got an option, a potential option to go to Cambridge. And I said to uh, you know, if you get the grades, my mama said to me at the table, you mean when you get the grades? Yes. <laughs> I love her mentor. Oh my goodness. I need to see your mom. She's amazing. And she had best shops at eight, two years old, River Island and Zara. I mean, what the hell? Mama, what you like? In terms of, where do you think she got that from? Do you her know? Mom. It was her mum. Her mum. Yeah? Yeah, she said from her mum. Her mum was very, very positive. All the time, very positive. And she said, she speaks a lot about her father, my grandfather, yeah. which I didn't have the benefit of knowing them both. <clears throat> but she speaks about them and, and she says, you know, always. And that's where mommy is so positive. Yeah. You know, literally, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Wow, you that is a blessing yes. to have a mum like that. And yes. I think so. I've heard a couple of things that she said. Do you think there's any piece of advice or one or the, you know, like almost like she gave you that these little quotes in a way in your mind to Several. kind of bring out at, at times? Do you mind sharing any of the, the best things ones, that comes to oh mind? Oh my gosh, Katie, man, you've got me on the flow now. <laughs> I think the one that she stood out from 48 hours ago yeah. was. When one door closes, another one opens. So that's number one. So mm. remember that from my mama. Yeah. Another one she says to me, what's for you 
nobody can't take from you. Mm. So when you think to yourself, oh, I, 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 buying a house. Yeah. If that house is meant to be yours, it will be yours. Mm. And recently, a year ago coming up, we bought a farmhouse. Okay. And we had a year of trying to get this farmhouse. We didn't have the money. The, ha- the other house we were buying didn't sell. Then they said they would. It was it was un unmortgageable. It was all kinds of shenanigans. Yeah. And we looked at seven. I'm going to say seventeen properties between me, my husband, and the kids. And we all kept saying it's just not the farmhouse. And last year on September the fourth, our wedding anniversary, um, a letter came through the post from Halifax, and it said, "Oh, you're you're mortgageable." But the Friday before that, I just told Matthew, oh, forget it. I threw a strop. Yeah. I said, just forget it. We're not buying the farmhouse. It's not <laughs> happening. It's causing too much stress. And then this letter came through saying, you know, we'll give you a mortgage. I, so I was like, Matt, 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 Matt. But it's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, babe? I said, I said, Matt, they're saying they'll give us a mortgage. Phone on Monday and say we're having the farmhouse. We got the completion and the keys on our daughter's 18th birthday last year. Wow. Do you know, that is such, I have a parallel story, exactly the same, to the point that even the day we move was the day of my daughter's birth, like birthday. See? The same, same bank. Halifax must have been like, you know what? These are the good people. (laughs) We've got to sort them out. Yeah, it was, nothing would work. And it was just everything, every little hurdle. But I think in that time, and that is, I, I do believe that, you know, when it's for you. What's for you. Yeah, but I did, we didn't give up though. I think, and but that's it yeah, well. I think that there was definitely yeah. those moments yeah. where I thought in this situation, I feel so many people would yeah. have said, nah, I can't do I this. I can't do this. And of course, that's okay too. We have yeah, to accept absolutely, that. Yeah, absolutely. We have to accept yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, me through yeah. my life coaching lens, I say, that's yeah. okay. That's fine, yeah. If you're okay yeah, yeah, with that, yeah. that's okay. That was an okay for But us. it wasn't, a, yeah, absolutely. Exactly the yeah, same. It okay for us. And that's, but also I think what's interesting there is when you said about that, you just went at one point went, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that's surrender sometimes. Yeah, surrender, when you just say, surrender. Oh my gosh, what an amazing word. Yeah, I'm just gonna, but that's it. And it's almost like you said, like yeah. we're not getting it, but it was almost like you stopped yeah. almost to a degree resist, and resisting, resisting it. It's it. a bit, I don't know, yes. where energy comes into you. it. It's almost- Energy comes into it and yeah. you, you're fixating you, and you're being too much. Yeah. Surrender. You want too much. Too it's almost much. like you're pushing it away yes. somehow. No yes. matter what, no matter- something keeps pushing it and pushing it. And I think when you finally go, do you know what? What's going to be is going to be. And it just... Kept coming. Yeah. It kept coming. <laughs> and it's it in the same way that it's just incredible. Wow. So... Obviously, we spoke about so. Just was there anything else? Because your mum has so oh, many yes, wisdom. That one, that one, <laughs> I don't want to just lose any the wisdom here. Empty barrel makes the most noise. And I said, "What do you mean by that, my mum?" Mm. She said, "People that don't have much always have something to say to criticize. Yeah, to put others down, mm. ignore the haters." Do you and and I don't know if you have that sort of mm, not thing me. happening, but. Not really. Yeah, how, I've, I've removed, and this is another thing for people yeah. as well to understand. So I'm trying not to dive divulge of the subject too, no, no. too much, but no, no. diversify too much. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but I think sometimes you have to declutter people in your life. Mm. You are what you are around. Your yes. circle is so important. Absol- and if, your circle is, so, yeah. and that's not, and you must never wish badness on anyone. No, no, absolutely not. Never bad, because no, no, I don't no. come from that. I no, don't come no, from no. that. I don't wish any, but it just means that I, 
expiry date has gone past. Yeah. The sell-back date's done. The relationship needs to go and you need to go and do your thing and I do mm. my thing. So my mum's saying that empty spell makes the most noise. Sometimes you have to just leave people. Yeah. Be Leave them be. You know what? They've got too much to say. Just leave them. Move over. Slay your lane. And sometimes it's even like the boundaries that you have to set oh. with people and how that can be, you know, that's really important. Ooh. People don't always, are not able to and, and getting themselves in situations where they can and, well, feel that they can and Absolutely. they have to. You have to put certain boundaries in. Absolutely. It's imperative. Mm. Um, some of my favourite words are barriers and parameters. Mm. As a coach, I'm often talking to people, women, around do you have your non-negotiable parameters and boundaries? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, what do you think I need? Yeah. Because in life, you do need to have your non-negotiable barriers and parameters. Absolutely. You do. Because otherwise, you're trying to be a people pleaser for everything. And then you negate your own self. So um, I'm a huge one on that. And I think if you if you if you do negate from yourself as well in that way, then you're not able to be the best version of you for other people. Then as absolutely. well, absolutely, you, can't, you know, keep, can't keep giving from an empty cup. Absolutely, no, yeah, and and it's a because it's a lot that for people to understand. I think so, sort of that self care and boundaries and oh doing what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we've kind of almost been taught mm-hmm. to believe this is mm-hmm. not the right thing to do. But actually, you become a better person. Absolutely. And you can help that the next person. You can help your family. You can help so many, so many people once you set really strong. Mm. You know, and I'm not saying don't be flexible because we need a bit of flexibility yeah. and adaptability. But you do have to have, to have your non-negotiables because otherwise you end up being nothing. Mm. And as women, we can be nothing. We can sometimes make ourselves be nothing because we're trying to service and be a server to everybody else. Yeah. I remember someone coming into my life and saying that it was like, you know, I was having this friendship and I'd always feel really bad almost after I'd see this person. And they were like, why Why are you doing that then? And sometimes you don't even realize, you you almost don't question your behavior. Yeah. And someone will say, and you think, oh, actually, yeah. Why am I allowing that yeah. to happen? Why do I let that person step yeah. over the mark and say things to me where I feel really rubbish or, you know, whatever. And <coughs> so it's true. Just like... It's Katie, I've had that similar situation. Mm-hmm. And I would say to people, retract back and ask yourself, why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. Why you, say it out loud. Why would you go in somebody's company that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. I'm not saying they need to blow smoke up your bottom. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm I know not what saying, you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. But why, you know, why should you feel, feel bad? Feel bad. Yeah. You know, you feel like it's hard work. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't seem like it's the right formula for me. And that, yeah, that's true. Today's episode was supported by the Queen's Hotel, a place I highly recommend to eat, drink, and recharge, relaxing comfort and design build business and networks to celebrate in style the queen's time well spent so going back to sort of life coaching we were just talking about different things that we've learned so you are a life coach yes i am um, a kind of um lifestyle coaching health and wellness coaching but life coaching because that kind of encompasses life yeah so obviously i use my background of health and fitness i've been a personal trainer for 23 years um, came from background of athletics, know the ins and outs on sport, mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love fashion and fitness and food. I call it the three Fs. <laughs> fashion, fitness, food. So one F if you annoy me. 
<laughs> we won't share that yes. one. <laughs> Brilliant. <coughs> so, um, yeah, health and fitness coach, probably lifestyle coach is probably more suited to me. I want people, and uh, my, my mission statement is always to empower women and girls. Yeah. Of course, I'm, I will never turn away a guy that wants coaching from me. So, um, yeah. And what would that entail then? How would people work with you? What, you know, how, yeah. how do they reach you? What, what well, would be that next step? Okay. They find me um, through podcasts, mm. through just word of mouth, through my website. But how I work is I have a chat with them first because what we have to understand is not everybody you that will require your services, your yeah. synergy doesn't often, sometimes yeah, it doesn't yeah. meet. Haven't had it often. And there's only been once where I've said to a, a parent who wanted me to coach her daughter, I'm not sure if your daughter needs me yet. Mm. She probably more needs a therapist. And there's a distinct difference, you know, a yeah. therapist, a counsellor is very different to a life coach or a mentor. So I do a lot of mentoring, a lot of coaching. And I'd probably do about six sessions with somebody to start with, but I've had people for 18 months on my books. Wow. And I see them every every three weeks, you know, every two weeks, when as and when they need need to see me and they come to me with a different goal or different, you know, challenge. And when I'm coaching them, I ask them the questions. Okay. As a coach is, so tell me more about it. So what's stopping you? Yeah. I don't give them any answers because their answers are within themselves. That's yeah. When I'm mentoring them, I'm able to share my experiences as 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 a as a person. Yeah. You know, and I might say, you know what, in my experience I've had this, but I you know, that's me mentoring them. But coaching really all the answers are within themselves. All I'm doing is empowering them to look deeper, dig deeper. Um and there's a lot of silence sometimes in our sessions because they have to find the answers. What do you think that is? Why do you think that they're not able to find them themselves? What do you think the reason behind it is generally stuck in a rut. Yeah. Stuck in a rut mindset. Um, not haven't got the uh, uh, open growth mindset to see what's within it, what's within their control. Mm. Um, and sometimes just breaking it down. One of the sessions that I do really well with some of my new clients is just saying to them, right, let's just spend a you know half an hour of this session just going through your skill set. Yeah. You know, what makes you so great? And they're like, mm, I'm not great. I'm like, what do you mean? Tell me more. So straight away, mm. the fact you said, I'm not great, let's unpick that. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. And by the time the session's finished, they're buzzing because they've realised that actually they are bloody good at makeup or they're very good at with people or they're really good at admin. And yeah. you told me an hour ago you weren't that great. It's almost like people feel like they can't be so honest about the things that they are good at. There's somewhere yeah. that we yes. learn a little bit, somewhere that actually... You know, oh, I'm not great. You know, it's better to kind of be that person than actually be someone who feel who's empowered. Yeah, it's almost like oh, you fool yourself a little bit. Potentially, that's where that's I kind of try from. to work out where do these things come from and what is that. I completely agree with you. And it, you know, the American way, which is a little bit of positivity about mm. Americans and their way, and they'll always say, "Oh no, I, I'm brilliant at that." Yeah. Whereas yeah. the British way is very tight-lipped. And almost mm. like we don't want to seem arrogant by saying, oh, I'm really good at that. Yeah. But I'm telling people all the time now, we are very quick to say vehemently with the strong capital mm. letters, I'm no good at that. Yeah. But you're not strong at saying, I'm brilliant at that. So we have, it's almost like flipping it a little bit yeah. and saying, tell me what you're great at. So I know computers, I'm rubbish at them. And, but I'm getting better. Yeah. Um, but I'm very happy to delegate. Yeah. And to get the support around me to help me 
with that area of my life. But when it comes to public speaking, coaching with people, that's my skill set. I'm brilliant at that. Yeah. And I'm owning that. Yeah, that's so, brilliant. You, you know, and so it's, it's, it's about, I guess, the mindset and reframing a little bit. And I think as well, a bit of like self-love in there. Absolutely. There's like such self-hatred and that's okay. You know, I have a friend and she's just always like, oh, it just looks so horrible. And I'm like, please don't use those <coughs> words. And how did it become so acceptable for you to look at yourself and go, I just look so ugly. Absolutely. Don't, please don't say that to yourself. Cause that's just, and I've been kind of saying to her, I mean, I'm not mentoring her or anything, but I just said to her last week, I said, let's just go to your little girl and think if I wouldn't say it to her, Love don't it. say it to yourself and she was like that is going to be my new thing i'm going to try to you know absolutely so it's just those little snippets of golden mm. magic moments to share with people i say would you say that to your best friend yeah and the answer's always no so no. why is that acceptable why is it acceptable to treat yourself like that why are you being so unkind to yourself yeah you know so yes you you might not be you know might not have this or you might not have that but Find some positives about yourself. And sometimes it does take a, a good few sessions, probably mm. 18 sessions for people to start yeah. realising their worth. Yeah. Being kind to themselves. Oh, their worth. Their worth. Just think, oh, um, oh my gosh, their worth. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and you do find, you know, whether we like it or not, it's more women that struggle with recognising their self-worth. Absolutely. Men, in my experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I think... It is, it is part of sort of the mind there, isn't yeah. it? It's got, it's come, it, your mind is so strong, How, so this powerful. Is, this can override yeah. everything. And, and, and it's like, you're not even questioning that it's saying all these things. And actually, Absolutely. I always think, you know, with your mind, you've got to kind of like, I, I try to meditate as much as I can. Yeah. And I think that's a real good way to separate from your thinking and yeah. your thoughts. Because otherwise you're lost in there Absolutely. and things become acceptable, yeah. like self-attacking. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not, the I mind. need to step away from that thought. And how do I do that? And I think meditation has been something Me- good Meditation for, is, for myself. is huge and I, something that I, I want to explore more about for myself. Yeah. Breathing has helped me a lot. Yeah, breathing is the so The breath. Good. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And, and that's all connected with meditation. It is, so it's hugely. just kind of going to that yeah. breath, isn't it? And just to the focusing breath. there. To the, breath. And... to the breath, it's huge. And that's why I then, you know, for me, I paid for a one-to-one Pilates class with my Pilates lady. Yeah. Because I want my time to own so I can really just zone out. Because mm. I'm constantly giving. Yeah. And I give to my family, I give to my kids, I give to my husband. Don't get me wrong, I still get back. And you I'm take saying, time out to give to charities, time to charities as well. My three charities. Yeah. So I have to give to me so that I can continue to give to others. Because you have such an incredible energy. You are. You seem so positive. Do how do you how do you manage those sort of darker days? Do you have them? Do they come? I mean, I'm sure they do because everyone kind of can't have a hundred percent high all the time. No, there's got no, to no, be no, a balance, no. and there's got no, to be some. No, levels, I'm going to so. be very honest with you though. I don't have dark days. No. I have days where my light is not as bright. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I don't have, I, I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying in the future that I won't have darker no, days. No. And I'm sure when my mum passes away, and mm. fingers crossed when it's meant to be, I'm sure there'll be dark days then. Mm. But even when I look at, think of that as one of my things that will probably, is more than likely gonna happen, mm. fingers crossed she does go before me because that's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Um, I'll always hear my mum saying to me, I say, mommy, I don't know what I'm going to do when you go. And my mom, when I said that to mommy mm. a few years ago, two years ago, she said, Miss Manda, don't be stupid. You have to get on with life. 
You've wow. got three kids and a husband. You have got the most incredible mindset, you know. And like, just with that, yeah, when those yeah. dark days happen, yeah, yeah. I will think of my mummy. Yeah. Because she's right. Mm. I have got three kids and a husband and I've got my life ahead of me. And they wouldn't, she would want that. And she would not want that. So those, that, when those, that dark day happens. Yeah. So, but in general, Mm. I have days where I'm flat. Yeah. Not feeling as motivated. Bloody hell, this is hard. Yeah. But dark, no. And in terms of the, with your mum there, I think, because my dad, he passed away. And I think with that, it's a case of saying, right, what do I want to think about with this and I think sometimes I think well if my dad had been ill for the rest of time yeah. that's not fair either yeah. in, in, in another way like the death his passing was yeah. almost like the release yeah. of release. that being in that state for the rest of eternity Absolutely. where I wanted to keep him here with me forever um, but I then actually you know death was this kind of release from the pain as well yes, which is yes. sort of another way to think about yeah, this sometimes that's, that's, and that's a really nice and every, everything is that isn't it it's just how you think about it it's processing it isn't it yeah and i i think when we talk about death last year my dad just suddenly died mm. just died it's fine i spoke to him at 10 past four by 20 to 11 they rang to say your dad's dead mm. and i was in an absolute shock and mm. devastation but I said to my husband, and you know what, I'm okay because daddy didn't suffer. Mm. And yes, it's hard on me yeah. and it's left to me to sort everything out, but he didn't suffer. And it's almost like daddy said, you know what, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna go so that I don't have to be a burden mm. on my daughter. And so she can look after her mum because my dad really loved my mum, even though they were divorced for many years. They were very good friends. Mm. And it's like I said, I can't put that burden on her with her mum and me. So I'm just going to have an illness, whatever it was, and I'm going to go very quickly. And and that's where I look at it. I, that's yeah. how I processed it because I couldn't have done it all. Plus being perimenopausal, three children, yeah. my mum aging, and, and my lifestyle and my career. I couldn't, because yeah. you can't do it all. No. And you have to as well enjoy your time. Absolutely. I think that's what I always think with my dad. My, I think... He won't want me to. I mean, I've had my tears. I've had yeah, a lot of, of you know, and, and there'll be these days every now and again, yeah. and they'll, it'll come up. Something <coughs> they'll remind you, or you'll yeah, see something and, and stuff. And that's songs, okay. Yeah. That's I think right. that's grief is a is a thing. It's like you learn to deal with it. Yeah. You learn to live with the grief rather than get over it. Sometimes Absolutely. I think, and and that's okay. But live I think he would knowing how much he loved my girls. Oh. He would never ever want them to suffer yeah. and us to suffer. So I think each day I just try to go, right, okay, that's what's happened. That's yeah. what's happened and I can't change it. So let's just keep moving. Compartmentalize. Yeah, and just that's, sort of move forward. But You have to. But I, you know, and again, that's real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And that's why for me, and I don't know how old your, your papa was, but for me, my daddy was 82. Yeah, he was 68, 68, so, yeah. So he was young mm. for me to say that he was young. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you're still younger than him. Yeah. You've still got your life to live. Exactly, yeah. So that's where I look at it. I think, and you just kind of look at, I, I remember thinking I saw um, that between mine and his age when he died, I had around about 30 summers. Oh, and I was like, every summer's gonna be. I love that. Oh, I was just gosh. like, this is it. I've got 30 left, right? 30 well, that to that is, point, yeah. I was just that's kinda, magnificent. Yeah, I thought this 30 is... 30 summers. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's, gonna... that's profound, man. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I might have to steal that one. Yeah, every time I say that, a friend of mine, she's um, out in Cyprus, and I went out to see her last year, and um, 
you know, she lives in this beautiful country, absolutely stunning. And mm -hmm. um, we went on this gorgeous little sort of like sunset cruise thing. And anyway, the next time I saw her, we went on this boat the same. And I was like, are we jumping off then? Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, no, no, no. And I said to her the analogy of the 30, 30 summers, summers and she messages me. She's like, I've jumped off another boat. <laughs> you see what I mean? I love it. Yeah. She's because like, the realization, you just living my best life. Living your best I am life. living it. She, and ah. she'd not snorkeled. I was like, how have you not looked your head under this beautiful blue lagoon? This is it. incredible. I was like, put your head down. So then that, that was another, I was just like, yeah. And, and honestly, I get messages all the time. And she's like, doing this 30 summers and I'm like we're kids I love it all yeah. over it <laughs> that's it. great so obviously that's a lovely thing that you can say what is there anything anyone else has ever said to you what would you say the, obviously your mum aside yeah. what would be the best piece of advice or piece of advice you've ever heard or or something that I think, comes to oh, mind oh my gosh I don't know about ever heard but my husband who needs to be dutifully spoken about because he's mm. bloody brilliant Matt and has helped me through a, a hell of a lot, you know. Mm. Um, I would, Matt says to me, every time I'm going to do a, a talk or a motivational speech or whatever it might be, he says, just go and do you, Griff. Yeah. Go and do you. And for two Christmases ago, he got me a plaque made, and it's in my bedroom wall, to my wife, do you. Aww. And actually, when I do me, I'm doing me. Yeah, that's... Because I'm showing up as my authentic self. And even now it makes me want to cry because just do you. Yeah. People do you. Have, like people, have so people, many... So they, they struggle with trying yeah. to be this and that and trying to fit live in people's up to boxes this. and Ex live up to that yeah. and expectations of do you mm. and do you great and do you well. And why not? Hello. It's 30 summers, come 30 on. 30 summers, babe. 30 <laughs> summers and do you. Come on. It's got, it is, isn't it? You've got, you know, you've got to. So I think that's one that rings through to me daily. And that's such a lovely... Daily. Yeah, that is amazing. Daily. Daily. That's not one that in every few weeks. Daily. You know, Indeed. coming here today, Griff, and he calls me Griff, Michelle Griffith Robinson. <laughs> yeah. um, Griff, do you, babe. That's... And um, he came to one of my Women's Aid talks the other day. And just before I went on stage, he says, he looks over me and there's only two men in the room, him and another guy with 300 women. And he went, Griff, do you? Kind of brings you back, grounds you almost. Brings you back down right to here. Senses it right yeah. in that, that moment. Yeah. yeah, don't be in your head. Don't think yeah. about anything else. Just, just, do, just you. You do you flow with you flow moment. With you. Yeah. yeah, that's and amazing. So that's my, my big thing. And that's a lovely thing that is there that I just want to touch on kindness because I know you had a kindness campaign. Yeah. And to me, kindness like sometimes makes me cry. I just, it's the most beautiful oh, thing, honestly. I don't know what this is, but I just, I can see something and just someone helping someone and I'm close to tears and I think it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. And going back to my mum again, mm. when I did the kindness campaign, it was a campaign with my jewelry company, Kit Heath. Okay. And um, Hello Magazine with Rosie Nixon. I came up with this little pod and idea and stuff. Yeah. A kindness um, necklace. And um, she said to me, why does it mean so much to you? And I said, because in a world where you can be anything, mm. the most important thing is to be kind. And one True. of the one quotes my mum says, be kind to people because you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Absolutely. And she said, and... <clears throat> when you walk along the street and you think that everything's great for you, you never know when you might need somebody to give you a helping hand. Mm -hmm. And a helping hand is not necessarily financial. No. It could be emotional. Yeah? Yeah. And 
the other day. It can day. just be a smile. It's just a smile. Know? Compliment somebody. If you're yeah. walking along the street, mm-hmm. today I walked into here, I saw a lady with a beautiful dress and I said, your dress is fabulous. Yeah. Her face bloomed. Mm. Yeah. And women need it, especially, we, I think. Oh my gosh, oh, women absolutely. need it. She probably spent two hours upstairs trying yeah. to make herself look yeah, presentable. Yeah. And Should I wear like, this? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I've just come along. And she did look fabulous. Yeah. I said, your dress is stunning. She said, oh, thank you so much. Mm. But I'm going to tell you about kindness, why it's means so much to me. The other day we went into Waitrose and my daughter was with me. We just finished a competition. Both my girls are really sporty and yeah. into athletics as well. And um, this lady said to my daughter, so what are you doing now? She said, I've just finished my A-levels. She said, where are you hoping to go? And she said, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to go to Cambridge. And she said, um, are you? She said, yeah, I've been given an offer for Cambridge. The lady got up out of her seat, walked over to an orchid, used her card, her, her own waitress discount card, plus her own money, and said to my daughter, here's an orchid. I want you to think, every time you look at this, to think of me and to think what achievement you've achieved so far by getting an offer for Cambridge. Take this orchid, and when you go to Cambridge, take it with you. Both me and my, I've never met this woman in my life. Wow. Both me and my daughter sat there, tears down, mm. and I said, Reese, and she said, Mommy, that's never happened to me before. Mm. I said, Reese, an act of kindness. And let's be honest here, that orchid was 16 pounds, 18 pounds, mm. but for my daughter, she will look at that for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Longer than 18 pounds. <laughs> it's just so amazing. Act of kindness. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. She didn't have to do that. No, no, no. She didn't have to go out of... She got up out of her chair. There's a queue of people mm-hmm. thinking, where's this bloody woman I want to get the shopping for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I say to you, be kind. Mm-hmm. Because now, the lesson that's taught my daughter, straight away is, bearing in mind she's often around us talking about kindness. Yeah. This is a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I, when I see people on the street and I say to Reese, there's homeless people and we see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Christmas day last year, we got up, we finished, we had a big old dinner, all of our family. There was surplus amounts of food left over. Yeah. And I said, Reese, come on, we're going to Barnstable. We're going to go and hand out some Christmas dinner. Oh, that's... And she said, mommy, don't overheat it. She said, no, mommy, heat it properly. So when it cools, by the time we get there, it's still warm. And we packaged up six dinners oh. because I want my kids to know yeah. no matter what, you may see people on the street mm. that you think are down and out. That could be you one day. Yeah, yeah. Be kind. Absolutely. Because that's within your gift. Yeah. That's within all of our gifts. That's your blessing that you're able to do that for others. Be, be kind. Yeah. Oh my goodness, honestly. <coughs> my little girl, Lola, she's, I mean, both my, both have got so such kind souls. But Lola in particular, I sometimes she says things to me and I just cannot believe. It just warms my entire soul. I just feel like, wow. No matter what, she'll do the right thing. No matter what, she'll say the right thing. She's, you know, and I think I just want the world to be so much more kinder. Like like that, like (laughs) that. I do, I always say, be more Lola. Be more Lola. Be more Lola. You know, it doesn't... That's beautiful. And and also that, you know, there are people out there and I want people to know that there are people out there like that because it's so easy to say, oh, everyone's out for themselves. Someone said that to me the other day and I was like, no. No, There is. There's a lot of people out there that will go out of their way to help you Mm. and that will stop, take a moment. Yeah. And reflect on on where you are in your life and say, do you know what? There's somebody else worse off than me. And that brings it back to, and again, one of mommy's quotes, 
when you think you're bad, there's always somebody worse off than you. Absolutely. There is. There is though as well, you know, and that, that takes true, right? me to like gratitude. I always think, oh, be grateful. Yeah. Just be grateful. You got up today. You, Absolutely. You know, Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Try yeah, to. And, and when you do that, when you focus on that, that's where life seems so much better. Absolutely, 100%. When, and your you know, testament to that, your yeah. positive kind of mental attitude yeah. seems to have, I mean, it, it's warmed our room anyway, Thank I know you. that. And just just listening to you, you know, Thank I just you. think that is an incredible- I wanna be kind, I wanna, yeah. I wanna help others. Sometimes I'm, I'm at the detriment of helping others too much. Mm. And, you know, again, we spoke about negating myself, but I've got better with that yeah. through my coaching as well. and through just life experiences, just recognizing that I can't fix everything yeah, and surrender, true. which is one of the words mm. you use, which is so powerful. Mm. You can't fix everything. Um, you can't be everywhere. And it's also okay to say no. That's right. And, and just to say, just before we finish, what an achievement, what a wonderful. So we're holding up Women's Health magazine and your yeah. beautiful face is here on the front. Thank you. That's that is, a... How did this come about? Um, again, <clears throat> um, in when George Floyd died in 2020, I uh, just soon after that I spoke to Claire Sanderson, who's the editor of Women's Health, and I reached out to her and she responded back. And you know, I often speak about people being allies, and mm. you know, again with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you need people to be allies and stand up and be counted. Absolutely. And she, I said to her, "We need to see more visibility of Black women yeah. in those magazines. You need to see women over 50 in those magazines. It's all very well we're having these." Beautiful yeah. blonde girls of 22, 23. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the stereotypical, yes, yeah. I know, that's what we're saying. Yeah, I said, true. but when more and more women want to be involved in fitness activity movement, but if you can't see what, you, if you can't see it, you can't believe it, you can't achieve it. Yeah, it's true. And she said to me, Michelle, just bear with me. It's, I don't want to be, do, and this was her words, I don't want it just to be a knee jerking reaction. Mm. I want it to be sustainable. Claire Sanderson is one of the main women out there main people out there, white people out there that stuck to her words. Wow. And now you've got the front cover of Women's yeah. Health of myself, Saima and Izzy. Saima is of Muslim descent. I'm a black woman and Izzy's on there. So it's fit at any age and that was the front cover. It's amazing and it just really just talks about being fit at any age and any stage. And so as I'm an ambassador for the menopause charity, I talk a lot about um, keeping fit mentally and physically. Um, and don't let age become a barrier for you. Nothing needs to be a barrier. Amen. It? That's the thing. Nothing. Don't, don't let put the anything, barriers in. Don't let no, anything no. be a barrier for you. I just mentioned you, obviously you're ambassador for menopause charity, yeah. Women's Aid, Diabetes UK, yeah. and a, a lead mentor for Dame Kelly Holmes Trust. Do you, do you want to mention anything about? Yeah, the menopause charity, um, I, again, that was um, uh, Lorraine Candy. Again, mm. um, she's the one that put my name forward for to be, she said, I think Michelle would be a fantastic um, spokesperson for yeah. the menopause charity. And the reason why I joined the menopause charity, for one, because I'm going through that transition myself, perimenopause, menopause. And again, we know in my community, in the black community, it's something that's not spoken about readily. Mm. So we want to really have me as the face, the voice, ladies, let's start talking up and yeah. getting what we deserve so we can thrive. Yeah. You know, so that's why I joined the menopause charity. You're not on your own You're it's not like on your making own. sure people you, know they're not. Absolutely. You know. you, you, you're not isolated. Yeah. So um, that's why I joined the menopause charity, which is again, getting the traction that women deserve. Yeah. When you talk about women's health mm. again, and um, Women's Aid have just done a massive campaign with Marie Claire and YSL around um, abuse is not love. 
with um, Melby's daughter Phoenix and um, Alice Living, um, who's one of the leading top um, women's trainers around our experiences around um, domestic abuse and mm. emotional abuse. Um, and these are charities that mean so much to me, Diabetes UK, because my mother's diabetic, my grandmother died from diabetes. Mm. I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. So all of these charities mean so much to me. And again, it's having my voice, uh, a pivotal voice, yeah. um, a face, a voice, so that people can reach out. Um, and that's why it's so important for me to put in the work you know, to these charities. And it's so wonderful, honestly, I, you that know, you do that. Like, that's so kind. It's so giving. Yeah. And it's just, it's really needed, you know, like that women can see you yeah. and and relate and feel heard. Yeah. You know, I think even just with women's age, you know, and domestic abuse, yeah. you know, there's a lot of women out there who are trapped in relationships oh, with shocking. even like gaslighting and gaslighting. narcissists. And, you know, we don't really always know about this. And, yeah. You know, they don't even understand they're in abusive relationships yeah. sometimes. So it's really important that people like are out there talking about these things to help people Absolutely. understand. It's not okay that... It's not okay. Let's, let's yeah. Let's address this situation. Yeah. Let's see. Again, it comes down to awareness. Yeah. And people not feeling... And breaking the stigma, not feeling embarrassed yeah. that you're in these 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 um, horrible relationships. Mm. Um, but that's why we do work with these charities as well. You know, Diabetes UK people to be aware of the condition that it's a very serious condition is, yeah, but yeah. you're not on your own mm. and there's support out there and life can go, go on life can this go on and this is well. the thing life can go on yeah. and with all the all of these things if you look at the three charities and and there's beautiful charities out there as well um beyond these but women's aid life can go on after an abusive relationship again mm. there's that life can go on when you're menopausal again looking at that life can go on yeah. when you need a toolbox um, full of your tools so that you can go in there and say, right, I need this at this moment. Yeah. Diabetes, life can go on with diabetes. You can live with it, but how do you live with it? Again, having your toolbox around you and your support system around you so you can thrive in life. Yeah. So I'm just going to finish now with three big questions, which I ask everyone, <coughs> three big questions on life. We've probably touched on some of these to a degree, but just whatever comes to mind. And, you know, I don't expect you to have the answers. Yeah. Because no one has. Oh, <laughs> but you may do. You might have like a long answer, <laughs> which is great. Okay. So first question is, what do you think the key to success is? Positive mindset. Brilliant support system. Finding that support system that you need. Yeah. But knowing who you are. Brilliant answer. I think actually you did know the answer. I know <laughs> yes, that one. You've got that one. I've got that one. What do you think the secret to happiness is? Contentment within your own self. And finally, what do you think the meaning of life is? It's the big one. Huge one. Live each day. And not like it's your last, because I, 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 no. I, I don't believe in that. No. Really, if I'm being honest. But live each day. Find a positive out of something each day. That's yeah. truly what I believe. Find the positive out of something each day. Every night I go to bed and I give thanks for yeah. one thing. Mm. And every morning I give thanks for a few things. Mm. So I give thanks for waking up, seeing outside, waking up with my children, waking up with my husband. Never take anything for granted. I think gratitude is like the most powerful thing that... Hugely. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, coming from a place myself where... I was able to look at the world in a more negative place yeah. and then to actually be able to now 
live with gratitude. Yeah. I, I try to do three things that I'm grateful for every day. Boom. At the end of the day, yeah. I write that down yeah. and I try to always make them even, it can be anything, it can anything. be something really small as like, yeah. you know, so even like someone smiled at me today, yeah. so, yeah. and you know, I, oh, I got that coffee and it was yeah. just, just perfect. You know? Absolutely. And it's just as small as that, the but it just thing. changes your life. It really does. It kind of reprograms Re- yourself. Oh my God, Katie, man, me and you, we could, we could flex, definitely. <laughs> it does. I just think it's it's true. These are the things that have helped me. And yeah, yeah. but I can just, in, in yourself, I just think if any anyone could be, we said about being more Lola, but be more Michelle, honestly, because Thank you, you have got the most incredible, like soul and energy and just your mindset. I just think, Thank it you. is incredible to be have such an you know a positive mindset. Thank if you. anything you you know take from today, you know those that are listening is just positivity. How much that can you know people say oh mumbo jumbo. It's not honestly. It's not it can really, really have a it's powerful. It's a game changer. Yeah, because the mind is pow- it's, The mind is more powerful than anything else. It's running the ship, isn't it? So Absolutely. I'm just going to finish with a quote. So quotes mm. to me have always been something that. Of just it can be just something that really helps, and obviously even with your mum, I think you know just some of these amazing pieces of wisdom that she's yeah. given you. Yeah. So some of these quotes are uh, well, you you get to choose one. So if you could just choose one, uh, just to finish off and just read it out. If you can read it, I will say. Might the, need the my print, glasses. The print. Oh, I can read it for you. That's that's fine. Well, you're certainly not. I ain't reading that. Babe. Yeah. Okay. I'll try my best. She's trying. <laughs> you know what she's trying to do? She's trying to make me really feel really old here. <laughs> but, uh, Hang on a minute. Uh, okay, so reaching your dreams will take effort, vision, focus, and belief, positivity, and happiness. That's something I'd I'd written. Katie Ross at the end there. <laughs> and I love that's that. for you. Okay, I'm going to screenshot that. Oh, it's not even possible. It's so light, is the and print. LinkedIn with the positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to so, screenshot that. That means that's my keepsake. Yes, that's true. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. I, I feel very, very, very happy. Thank you. Thank you.